Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Give it to me! Oh, hello. I'm Molly Wood. Just oh, singing hi. along. <laughs> I'm Tom Merritt. How's it going? <laughs> Welcome to It's a Thing, the podcast of irregular recording time, but regular commentary on the world around you, or more accurately, the world around us as we see it and find yeah. it interesting. We're, we're all in this world together. So that's right. You know, it's, it's our world. We're just looking around at things, identifying things. It occurred to me the other day that I was like, I wonder if I could just read an article about a thing and then that would count. I put all this, I don't know if you do this, but I put all this pressure on myself to like come up with something that. I haven't seen an article about. Yeah, and then I get, see if I get, there has been one. I get a, I get a little bit of uh, uh, um, FOMO. <laughs> I <don't>, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what that stands Something. for, but it's kind of a combination of the feeling of FOMO with finding things. Right, and it, it is. It's sort of this like pressure that you put on yourself to identify a thing when we should be honest. We're probably not the world's most likely trend spotters, considering that both of, both of us work in our basement. We're the most enjoyable <laughs> trend spotters. But we like are. to think we're the funnest. <laughs> exactly. I uh, I traveled to Austin, Texas. And uh, I, as I was saying in the pre-show, I, I noticed that I found lots of things when I was out in the world out there. It, it does make a difference. I <laughs> and also as soon traveled. as I got back on Tuesday... No more things for a few no more days. Things. Anyway. Yeah. No more things. Uh, well, this is exciting because yeah. then I feel like we have like uh, we've got things from the road. Yeah. Things from things from from the Texas roads even. Yeah. Uh, actually, because it's with South by Southwest, it's things from the Texas bars, uh, to be honest. <laughs> uh, and the first one. There, and by the way, uh, both alcoholic and non-alcoholic things from the bars for you hey. today. I, I will be serving my things two ways. Chef has prepared them for you. Uh, the first one being, I noticed, and these were my friends, but more than one of them did it, people going up to the bar and not caring about the brand. Oh. Now, I was raised <laughs> that you picked a side, <laughs> Budweiser, Miller, or <laughs> Coors, okay, I guess. But, you know, like in, in the St. Louis area, it was, you were a Bud man, unless you were trying to be a rebel and pick Miller, and then there were those weird Coors people. Uh, <laughs> of course, none of those, I mean, to all this the craft going beer, back in time. Yeah, time. all the craft beer enthusiasts out there are like, those, none of those are beers that you mentioned <laughs> just now? Oh, um, amazing. But yeah, so so when the craft beer revolution came along, I thought it was really cool that people were like, oh, you know, I really like Lagunitas or I, you know, I like uh, Firestone or whatever. Uh, I I noticed more people going up and just trusting the bartender and saying like, I don't know, give me a give me an IPA or even just give me a beer, whatever's good this week that you've got going on. Really? Yeah. I have to say, I kind of love that actually. Like, good everyone for being so less pretentious finally well and also let's be honest every ipa tastes the same oh, sorry microbrewery feedback people. and it's a thing not me ipa defenders those no, uh, are fighting words <laughs> and i'm fine with that 
I, I, I'll, I'll join in on this IPA lover baiting. Uh, don't find them that great. Also, <laughs> don't, right. Don't also, hate them. But... I hate them. Yeah, you, you oh, yeah, I don't like. Hate them, huh? I actually just don't care for them at all. It's sort of you know what I find. I put IPAs in the same. There seems to be a favored flavor profile among the youngsters these days, and that mm. profile is sour. Like the coffee is sour, IPAs mm-hmm, are kind of sour. Mm-hmm, yeah, it's sort of a bile vibe. Well, there's a know. meta thing going on right there. Yeah, actually, the sour yeah. flavor profile. The sour profile, because I agree with you about the coffee. I've noticed that too. Where a lot of times, all, yeah, all the hipster coffee, right? Yeah, when you go into those uh, those uh, barista type, pl- <laughs> I sound seventy five years old. You know those places where they call them baristas, uh, but you know what I'm saying, like the not Starbucks, the the place where the, you've got somebody who really knows what they're doing is really what I'm trying to say. Uh, they will often have like you know three or four different coffees of the day, and at least two of them will be very sour. Oh, always. And I mean, as long as we're being old people here, I refer to them as the nothing but time coffee shop, like the one <laughs> where they're going to do a pour over. Uh huh. And I'm always like, oh, God. Oh, yeah. no. There's this uh, great market. If you want to go run some errands, we'll just text you when your coffee's ready. Pretty much. Yeah. And by the way, it's going to be sour as hell and you're going to hate it. And we only have almond milk. Like, oh. Uh. I would put IPA down in, if I had to divide my, my beer favorites into fourths. I'll divide it into thirds. I'd put IPA in the middle third. Don't hate it. Don't love it. Mm. It's right it's right there in the middle. Um but but I prefer like darks and browns and things like that. However, uh to 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 circle back, I I love this idea that in the past Again, like in the 90s, when I did the majority of my bar attendance, (laughs) when (laughs) I put put in my time, uh, if you went up to the bar and said, I want a beer, you'd more often than not get an exasperated, which one? Like, you know, come on, man. Mm -hmm, Like, that's mm -hmm. that's not how it works. You tell me what kind of beer, right? You, You wouldn't throw it on the mercy of the bartender. But again, that was back when there were five taps back there, right? And and you had a team that your your beer team that you were on. I I love this idea that and and it kind tie, of ties into the barista thing that there is someone behind the bar who actually knows the beers. The beers aren't always the same. Uh there are variations and especially if you go someplace frequently, you can just say like, "Hey, uh, give me something that's good, or I want an IPA, or I want a brown, but you, you know, uh, pick something for me. And you're trusting the and the bartender actually feels complimented, not exasperated. Like, oh, you're you're trusting my expertise. Great, you know, we have this new thing in here. Tell me what you think. Right, I love that actually. Well, it speaks to the fact that there's too damn many beers, but I do love the mm. acceptance part of that. And I hope it's not just accommodating Austin because, yes, like it's just tiring. There's so many choices. It's sort of that way with wine. Like, ooh, is there such a thing as a beer sommelier? You know, I wonder. Uh, I, wonder. I know there's a whiskey sommelier, and the reason I know that is it it is created by the Wizard Academy in Austin, and I I, I got to see their little whiskey closet when I was there, which is pretty freaking amazing. There uh, totally is. I yeah. looked it up. Oh, they're, they're called, cool. It's called. It's a beer sommelier, also called a Cicerone. C-I-C-E-R-O-N-E. I believe that's Kikarone. It's how the ancient Greeks would say. No, I don't. <laughs> Just, I knew it. Anyway, I think that's that feels like the next step in the, uh, in the in the like, I don't know, order whatever beer you want. Like, don't a worry, Cicero. our our Cicerone will come. 
Uh, could I, I speak you? to the Cicerone, please? Could I speak to the Cicerone? I will give you $100 in crisp $2 bills if we can go to a bar together and you will do that. <laughs> Oh, I will and we will that. record it, and it will become extra content for the patrons. We will we will find the bar in L.A. and or San Francisco. I'm sure there's one uh, that that will respond positively to that too. <laughs> oh, I'm certain. Yeah, there's no doubt. I, th- I already have the one in L.A. in mind that I bet. I'm like, oh, I bet they have that. Um, it's, it's really funny that we're having this conversation actually because I was just in Seattle and I was super struck. And I'm not trying to you know pigeonhole Seattle, but I was like, I kind of can't believe how many microbreweries there are in this town yeah and uh, uh really the thi- thing noble. i love about seattle is they'll always have two or three ciders i'm a big cider fan i like a cider and and i noticed in, in austin and la are about the same here like each one of them will have at least a cider maybe two uh but but seattle they'll, they'll have a bunch there and i'm, I'm hoping that thing eventually kind of sweeps out a little more I really thought that cider bars would be a yeah. thing by now, actually. And Me I too. have some friends who, um, or some family, they're chefs, and the guy is Irish. And they were like, oh, yeah, we totally want to open a cider bar and have a whole bunch of different kinds, like they have in Ireland yeah. and like they have in Europe. And I'm just really considering that cider is the choice for the gluten-free and right. the paleo. I, I'm very surprised that cider I bars have not become more of a thing. the problem is... is Everyone else feels like, oh, well, that's the choice for the gluten-free folks, and I don't want to be identified as that. So I'm going to choose a beer. And it's like, no, choose a cider anyway. They're great. I mean, if if you're gluten-free, then awesome. But I'm just saying, like, don't feel like, oh, I have to leave that for the vegans. You know know what I mean? Like, I know, exactly. And also, like, it's kind of nice because it won't give you a stomachache. I I did find a – there is a New York Times article from 2015 that said cider bars are taking root. But clearly, like, they didn't. Not yet. Not yet. But some. Well, here is my thing from my travels, uh, literally from my travels. And I've just, it's something that I've been noticing for a while, and it's just getting more and more evident and thingy every time, which is vending machines. Like, Oh. Japan style vending machines, can particularly we become Japan <laughs> in airports. I know. Please, can we come become Japan? Like, please, can I order ramen from a vending machine? Because yes. that was like the coolest experience of my life. Yeah. So, I, I for so those who don't know, vending machines in Japan are a big deal, and you can you can get anything, right? Like, they just you can you can literally order food or drinks or get a beer from a vending machine. Like, it's a whole it's a whole thing, and. It is slowly migrating to the United States, particularly in the form of um, airports, mm-hmm. airport vending machines. And okay, so what's funny is what made me go, all right, this is now crossed over into being a thing, is that in the Oakland airport now in the baggage area, there's a CVS vending machine. Oh. And I was like, that is so smart. <laughs> so with like Tylenol, aspirin, that kind yeah. of stuff? Yeah. And like face lotion uh-huh. there's probably condoms in there like it's sure. just a whole i didn't you know i didn't examine it super closely but it had basically toiletries like nail polish remover i mean stuff that you would be like damn it i can't believe i, I came without my tweezer you know whatever in this cvs vending machine and i was like that is absolutely brilliant but i have been noticing it because i bought <laughs> because it started with a uniqlo vending machine in the o- oakland airport you know, Uniqlo, the like, ironically, Japanese clothing retailer. Mm-hmm. And they 
their first one, as I was looking this up, I discovered that, in fact, their first vending machine was in the Oakland airport. And they sell coats. Like, you can buy the, the, the classic Uniqlo puffy coat from the vending machine at the airport, which I did. Like, it worked. I just bought a, one. And, it, and it's a, I mean, it's Uniqlo, so it's a perfectly fine, wonderful coat. Yeah, it's freaking from great. From a freaking vending machine. From a vending machine. And I was like, I'm totally doing that. Like, I, ha- I had a Uniqlo coat and like they all do the the zipper broke and i don't remember where i was going but it was going to be chilly and i was like i want a puffy coat i'm totally gonna do this and so i did but so since then i've seen um makeup ones i'm trying to think of the makeup brand but there's like this makeup brand that has a vending machine in the oakland airport yeah one yeah uh, why can't i think of it i've even bought i know i've even bought i've even said to eileen hey look there's the blah blah vending machine and knew the name at the time I know. And in fact, I even I use that one, too, because they have this like magical pour refiner stuff like it makes oh, really? your pores disappear. It's mm. amazing. So I bought that from the vending machine. Like the airport vending machine is definitely working on me. But I'm just seeing like more and more. And I all I have to say about it is it's definitely a thing. In fact, so then, of course, I went looking up. Apparently, um, this is somewhat new. But as of January of this year, the Brazilian soccer team. Gremio. G-R-E-M-I-O. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when you arrive at a specific airport in Brazil, you can buy the soccer team's jersey from a vending mm-hmm. machine. So that's happening. Apparently in Pennsylvania, there's a car vending machine from Carvana. So like you buy the car online and then you go get it from the oh, vending machine. Oh, yeah. I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've seen that. Where It's a little bit. The car one's a little bit gimmicky, but, but it's cool. Well, and it makes sense, actually, as yeah. there's more, you know, buy cars online kind of mm-hmm. options. It makes yeah. perfect sense that you would actually go pick it if up. If you've cut out the salesman machine. anyway by buying online, why wouldn't you just go be like, boop, 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 here's my code. Give me my car. Yeah. Benefit. And then, I looked it up. Benefit. Thank you. That's exactly the one. Yeah. And then evidently, um, just this month in subway stations in New York City, this is actually sort of tragic, but they're getting rid of all the newsstands and are putting in all these like high tech vending machines for toiletries and snacks and jackets and and headphones. So Best Buy has vending machines now in the airport. Yeah, they've had those for a while, but it's funny how they've gone from like we'll sell you an iPod and nobody wanted that to we'll sell you headphones and everyone's like, yes, that is the thing I lose or break with that I need it's on the road. Freaking! G- I came also. Apparently, this vending machine particularly is not only a thing, but a thing that's really working on me because I came so close <laughs> to buying like the short. Because I have the Bose, uh, the old Quiet Comfort, uh-huh. you know, noise canceling over the ear headphones, and I love them and they're wonderful. But they're huge, and I was like, maybe I want the in ear ones. And they had them in the vending machine, and I was like standing there looking up the reviews. I mean, I came so close, and then I was like, I'm not walk away from the vending machine. Like, why is it so effective? I found a picture, and I don't know which airport this is in, of a vending machine in an airport called Three Fluid Ounces. Really? And it's just full of the kinds of travel things you need that are all in three fluid ounce size so that you can keep them in your carry-on. That is so smart. Uh, That is so smart. JFK and DFW have them, apparently. I mean, it's super genius. And honestly, I think it's just like taking out the... And I, I hate to say this, and I'm not this person, but taking out the human friction. Just, like, go buy a thing that you actually need in two seconds. You just put your card in, you walk away. Actually, the day that I bought the Uniqlo jacket, like, three people were walking by looking at me, and, like, three people after. I think I sold three Uniqlo jackets Oh, yeah. 
because there's that because they were like oh my god it's real there's that thing where people see you do something like i want to do that right where they might not have looked twice if they hadn't seen someone actually buying something out of the vending machine i've had that effect happen to me too and had to resist it like i don't i don't need to buy that but i want to and just because it's like right and i think a lot of people like it's so unexpected to see a coat coat, i know (laughs) but i think a lot of people walk by and they kind of laugh and Uh then when i actually engaged it on a real level they were like oh yeah actually that's super well and they're like that coat coat looks really nice (laughs) you know it's an expensive jacket yeah anyway vending machines like super fancy vending machines the thing about vending machines in japan that always gets me is yes you can you can buy anything out of a vending machine but the vending machines that are everywhere are the drink (coughs) dispensers right there'll be like five of them on the train platform they're every five feet in the subway station like they're just in alleyway corners like uh we stayed in an airbnb in in kyoto and there was a vending machine across the street in the alley of this little side street like i'm like how do they support all these vending machines but the other thing that it makes that work in japan is there is no worry about spillage because it is just sort of culturally not done to drink while you walk. So oh, people go and right. sit and drink. So there's there's not this, well, we had a vending machine, but people were spilling it everywhere. So we got rid of it because it was too much trouble. Uh, and I think we're seeing them in airports because that's a situation where vending machines are are sort of in a, in a controlled situation. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's like, oh, okay, it's safe to do a vending machine. And then... Once you get the drink vending machines going, then people are like, well, could we do a vending machine for this? Could we do a vending machine for that? And 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 you see that explosion of other stuff. That's my right. theory. No, I think that's totally true. I also, in the uh, research phase of this podcast, in the real-time research phase of the podcast, uh-huh. discovered that apparently in July of 2018, <laughs> San Francisco put in a vending machine that dispenses down puffy vests, a.k.a. the tech bro uniform. Oh, my of- gosh. Of San Francisco, and apparently Twitter just went ape doodle about That's it. That's the it free like, market at work, right there, folks. <laughs> it really is. Like, oh, have you arrived in San Francisco? Um, there's something you're going to need. No, it's not a tie. It's a down vest. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's the equivalent of the uh, the person arriving at Fisherman's Wharf realizing that it's not warm in San Francisco and buying the San Francisco sweatshirt. Totally. But for hipsters at the airport. But for hipsters. And actually, now that I look at it closer, I think it was a Uniqlo machine. But Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. So we have <laughs> Which come makes full perfect circle. sense. Yeah. We have indeed. There's a Home Depot vending machine with M&Ms on it that sells refrigerated candy. What? I've just, Why I've wouldn't just... it sell like nails? Yeah. I, probably because be it's at the Home Depot. It's probably some partnership oh, between oh. Mars and the Home Depot to sell the candy, but it's refrigerated candy. Like your Skittles come out cold. Hmm. That seems smart. Because it could I, get M&M's hot and everything cold. would melt yeah. in there. Right, right. No, all right. Skittles yeah. seem like they might be a little hard, but yeah. Well, you don't yeah. want your uh you don't want your chocolate your Snickers to come out all melted. It's just like when you get your ice cream out of the freezer. Yeah, you just gotta yeah. let it warm up a little. Come fair. to room temp. Uh, like cream cheese. Totally fair. <laughs> All right, uh, my second and bar-inspired non-alcoholic thing uh, is Topo Chico, which, if you don't know, is is like sparkling water. Uh, yeah, uh, is the non-alcoholic bar option everywhere in Austin. Really? Uh, yeah, uh, every bar had it, uh, and it was and and the people who were either uh, not drinking uh, or don't drink. 
we're all like, oh, Topo Chico. Like that's the, I'm not drinking right now or I don't drink flag. You know, you go to the bar and you order a Topo Chico, boom, you get a bottle, they get to pop the top off, you get the whole experience, yeah. but no alcohol. Or, and you can even, you know, mix it. You could say, oh, Topo Chico and something, which I didn't see that often. Mostly people are just like, Topo Ch- give me a Topo Chico. And, and that was the, that was the non-alcoholic drink. Oh, and I saw it a lot. Apparently, at real-time research, it was it is like a Texas cult favorite in particular. And then, you know who bought it in 2017? Coca-Cola. Of course they did. Well, well, wait, Austin's favorite indie band got a record deal? Oh, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've seen Topo Chico out here in California uh, yeah. a, a lot. And that's probably because Coke bought it and they started... Uh, expanding the the distribution but i feel like i've seen it for years right but i only saw it like in convenience stores or you know like the little bodega kind of places i didn't i didn't see it in bars uh and and in austin we actually went to this korean market which was hilariously austin because they had all these big texas murals everywhere in the market and they have a little food court and the food court is arranged where none of the food places sell sell drinks they they direct you like go to the bar, which is so Austin because you go to mm-hmm. the you go to a place that is mostly beer and they also have you know sodas and everything, uh, and you have a bank of refrigeration units with your cokes and sprites and all of that, but then you have the sort of you know the big ice bucket with all the beer bottles in it that you can grab, and Topo Chico is in there. It's oh, really? might have also been over with the Cokes and stuff. I didn't really look, but I noticed like, oh, it's all beer and Topo Chico so that I can have that experience of like, oh, yeah, I'm just going up and grabbing my favorite out of the ice bucket. That is and it looks it's funny. And now I'm looking at the label and it looks a little bit like a beer label. Sure. Yeah. And it comes in the same bottle, like you said. So you would totally it's funny because it apparently there was and this will not surprise you quite the Austin backlash mm-hmm. against Topo Chico when Coca-Cola bought it. And a whole story on munchies.vice.com about Austin turning its back on Topo Chico, which clearly did not last. I experienced this firsthand when I lived in Austin in the 90s and Shiner got bought. Hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah, big old backlash. Yep, big old backlash. Anyway, this is hilarious and fascinating. And oh my God, you are so right that Topo Chico is a huge thing in Texas in particular and must be like uh, and obviously is branching out because yeah so this is my regional thing that might that might spread might go viral yeah well it must right i mean that's obviously i mean coca-cola didn't buy it to like keep it in texas of course whether it will become that that bar option or not everywhere else i guess is the question so i i call on you the it's a thing universe uh next time you're in a bar ask for mm-hmm. topo chico demand go to bars topo chico. <laughs> go to bars and look on our behalf yeah, because we live in the basement. <laughs> we'll 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 receive your messages from the outside world right here. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I only go to mom style wine bars, so I'm not a good choice for this research. <laughs> uh, I found a couple pubs in my neighborhood, and it's still hard. But I love them, and it's still hard. Like, oh, but I'll have to go outside. They're even yeah. walking distance. <laughs> I know. And I have a really good wine club and I get, mm. oh my God, we are old. This is the old people show. My hip hurts. Just um, talking about this. My last thing is definitely something I am probably too old to get, but it is really becoming a thing mm-hmm. and it looks freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. And that thing is Matt Carpaint. 
Oh, like not glossy. Not glossy. Exactly. That matte kind of as matte. in not your brother, like, but not glossy. Yeah, exactly. Not my brother, but not glossy. Um and it looks so freaking cool. Like remember, and it's funny, it took me a while to get over it. I've I've been actually waiting for this to become a thing because one of the coolest people I know, you know, Colleen. You know Colleen. Oh yeah, I know Colleen. Uh years ago we went to a car show. And she was like, Matt, car paint is going to become a total trend. And I was, and I was like, really? But because when I grew up, if your car was not glossy, it meant that it was covered in primer. Yeah. Because you had <laughs> either it had like totally faded or you'd put primer in spots because you were just kind of janky. Like it was a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a low rent look. You've got that say. old Maverick with some rust you buffed out. You've primered it, but you just haven't got around to repainting. Exactly. And then you realize how expensive repainting was and you didn't have the sprayer and so you just didn't do it. Um, but indeed, it is emerging as a tra- – at least up here. I mean I have seen in the past week or two like a super like deep black matte Range Rover. I saw it on a Tesla on a Model X at uh-huh. the airport yesterday. Okay. Uh, I saw an Audi that was all tricked out with the matte paint. I think actually Mercedes started doing it as a – factory option with some of its um the fancy amg cars yeah rich our, our producer is saying they the the gray cars from mercedes have like a gunmetal uh look yeah totally and the matt when he says the matte white looks amazing which is totally true like it is really actually very sexy i have some photos that i will text to the team after the show so they can go up on the blog post oh. um and i'm digging it and it's definitely it's like there aren't that many things at this point that you can do to make your car look, you know, minus the flames or whatever, um, to make your car paint look that different. And I feel like we're moving away from colors in car paint a little bit. Like, there's just a lot more gray and silver all the time. Well, yeah, the, the colors feel muted. Do you, do you know the Mercedes A-Class? Like, it's no. brand new. I'm looking it up. Is that the one that they're advertising as like yeah. Mercedes are for old people, but we're yeah. the cool one? Hey, kids. You hey, should, kids. Yeah, right. We've got a car that talks to you. Uh, don't right. you want to buy a Mercedes? It's not for your grandma. It's uh, not for you. It has a spoiler. That It's not your father's old, Oldsmobile. Didn't work that great for Oldsmobile, but we'll try it. Uh, yeah. The Mercedes A-Class uh, has a denim color. Ooh. Yeah. And when you look up Mercedes A-Class matte, you get all these. Mm-hmm. I think like mostly it's been a wrap, like a you know an aftermarket thing oh, yeah. where they wrap uh-huh. it in in a matte kind of coating. But my guess is that it's going to maybe start to become an actual option from car makers, which would be pretty cool. Well, apparently the denim is. Hold on, I'm looking up denim. Yeah. Huh. I I, I spelled it phonetically by accident. Denim. <laughs> <laughs> Then um, uh, what so did you get back? <laughs> it, 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 it fixed it for me. DuckDuckGo knows what's up. <laughs> it's like, you haven't had your coffee yet. I, I, I do love those commercials where they're like, hey, kids, because they appeal to me. And I'm like, I don't think this is working the way you expected it to work. Uh, the A-Class, uh, apparently, Rich says, has been available out, out, outside of the United States for a while. It's just new in the U.S. Oh, interesting. Man, Rich knows everything. Um, yeah, because Rich, Rich has got the he's got fingers. <laughs> it, indeed, it does seem to be that by in 2010 is when Mercedes started offering factory matte paint options. Ah, okay. And I don't know if anybody else is BMW. I guess maybe is doing it. They're doing like a <laughs> factory matte was my favorite kids' character growing up. Good old factory matte. 
factory mat. <laughs> Apparently, it is a big hassle. And I bet this is why it didn't become like it's becoming a trend now, but I bet it's uh it's it sounds like it's really hard to take care of. Like it's an expensive thing to do aftermarket. Yeah. And then like if a bird poops on your car, it can literally like damage oh. it. So so you don't have a wax on it to keep it matte. Is that why? I guess so. I don't like know. You, you're supposed I don't to know get a car. It what says is special special cleaners, sealants, and polishes are required to maintain the texture uh, and finish, meaning most matte cars are hand wash only. That makes sense. You need a special sealant to protect it, but keep it looking matte because, right. you know, wax is glossy. And they can collect nature. swirls, scratches, and other imperfections over time like any other paint, but you can't really remove them. Here's the new trend swirled matte cars so swirled your swirls don't show up cars they're oh pre-swirled like acid wash jeans for cars so they just have to like uh come up with a better one i think um oh yeah bmw has it too they have a factory option for frozen matte colors they call it oh my god these look so good though they look so good do you want to build a bmw I would like this to be my thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a feeling the uh, the lady of the house is going to be buying a new car soon. Ooh, tell her to get a matte paint job. Matt Swirl, Matt Swirl. That's how I know about the denim, by the way. <laughs> oh, because you're looking. Somebody's looking. Um, I would be delighted to help shop for cars remotely. Oh, okay, Just all right. Just call me. This is like my favorite thing. Nice. Ever. Nice. Yeah. And you'll be much more helpful than me who I'm like, I don't know. Does this mean I can uh, stop driving the 2002 Prius and drive the 2011 Audi? Nah, I'm in. Cool. <laughs> let's also let's also make that happen. Yes. That's a yeah. good idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the downstream member of this of this uh, supply chain. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So it's in my well, interest to get you to help her to buy a great car. It really is. Exactly. And I would be delighted. Excellent. Uh, We've hatched a plan. I love it. And we hatched an entire fully formed podcast. Look at us. Look at us. Uh, We have some great things coming in by email and in the Discord. Uh, The the Discord thing factory is uh, in high gear. Uh, For instance, T Porter 2 posting about women in cropped overalls spotted at South by Southwest. Totally. Anne said that uh, ankle zip jeans have totally uh, appeared as a trend at South by Southwest. And I have to say that I have seen both of those and both of those come to you direct from my formative years. <laughs> like this Circling is 90s back chic. around from Molly. This childhood. is 90s chic. Yeah. And it's back. Mm-hmm. It's not even my childhood. It's literally like high like school your, and your college. Teen, your I mean, teen this college. Is, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. Totally back. The overalls thing, well, as you know from a recent cameo on our show, mm-hmm. <laughs> the overalls thing is definitely a thing. Uh, and then we got an email too as well, right? We did. We got an email from Jordan about holiday lights. And he says, my wife insists on putting up holiday lights for everything. Currently, we have green lights and a shamrock cutout in the front room window. Oh my gosh. Up next is an Easter egg, then a flag, and on and on and on and on. It's true. Holiday lights... Not just for Christmas anymore. So this is not, I left my holiday lights up all year. I don't care. It's Mm-mm. it's the the melding of holiday lights and those decorative flags that people change out, like, you know, for every holiday. Yep. 
and just and and decorator culture for everything. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Because you can Jordan. sell so many more lights. I know. Good one. Thank you, everybody who emails and tweets us. Uh, thank you, especially to those of you who support us on Patreon, which is really like the greatest thing you can do and entitles you to bonus content, uh, the ability to connect your Patreon to your Discord and chat with us live when we record, which I know isn't always easy because sometimes it moves around. Um, so thank we you are to everybody like who does Brigadoon. join us. We appear distantly. <laughs> you just got to keep an eye out for us and believe. You know, I often think about how much we are like Brigadoon. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if you'd like to join your fellow patrons, uh, patreon.com slash it's a thing. And then, of course, you can email us any old time, no matter who you are, at uh, feedback at it's a thing dot me. And find and, us on the Twitter. Yeah. Thank you, folks, uh, for, for being with us. It's, it's so good to be back. We've been doing this for three and a half months now. Yes! We're like in a groove. Four months? Is it four? It's four. Oh my god, it's such a thing. We'll see you next time. Bye. I don't need no man speaking lies. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.